And so I says to the guy, I was like, if you don't get out of here, there's gonna be a problem. <laughs> you could even fake it. I was gonna uh, <laughs> ask if it was the drunk guy last night that you're like, that's a drunk guy. And we were like, we know that guy. That guy was insane. <laughs> Sam and I worked at a wedding last night, and there's this guy who knew the bride, but it was like a private little ceremony at a place. <laughs> and this guy who just knows her just comes in. He's like, hey, bleh. <laughs> I remember someone saying that he was like, I know I'm not supposed to be in here. I but... said that because he came up. He's like, I know I'm not supposed to be here, but I just wanted to say congratulations. And stuff. And like, it's just like, oh, my God, who is this drunk guy? And you're pointing at him. I go, ah, it's PJ. <laughs> and I'm like, later. Definitely knew the drunk guy. I seem to always know the drunk, crazy guy. One time I was in my friend David's car and we were driving on a back road and we passed this gentleman in a backhoe. I think that's what it's called. You know, those big... Digging them up machines. Yep. And he goes, oh, my God, did you see that guy? And I say, no, I did not. And he says, he had a giant schlock of white hair. He's like, we got to go turn around and see him. We turn around and we go. And I go, oh, that's my uncle. (laughs) I always know the crazy guy on site. A giant schlock of white hair? What the fuck is that? You never heard schlock? No, I think people around here use words that don't exist. Schlock sounds Yiddish to me. Yeah, it doesn't sound real. I think schlock means like a mess or a giant pile. He has a schlock of white hair. Like crazy and everywhere. Not Doc Brown kind of like big, but like, uh, you know, haven't washed it in like four days kind of big. You know, it gets schlock greasy and it definition. just sticks on its Ooh, own. You want to know the definition of schlock? Is it schlock? A horror movie made by uh, the guy who did American Werewolf in London? <laughs> I don't know, but it is a Yiddish word. I, I, it's got to be, just the way it sounds. But what it means is cheap or inferior goods or material. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> so, yeah, the movie schlock. Oh, I thought you meant your uncle. I thought we well, were going to focus back on that. I mean, sometimes. <laughs> All right, so. Schlock, hold on. John Landis, <sighs> made in 1973. John Landis did the Michael Jackson uh, thriller video in that because he did American Werewolf in London. Yeah, he and liked the, yeah. Michael loved it. He loved old horror movies. He wanted to be a werewolf too, but he had to settle for a werecat. Um, go away, <laughs> go away. Uh, when they're when they're walking, yeah, it was when they were walking <laughs> out of the movie theater. Uh, you see a movie poster for Schlock because it's John Landis's old movie. I feel like I remember you pointing that out once. Oh, because I've always got to point out movie minutiae. You remember this? It looks like that. Schlock! Schlock! (laughs) It's an inferior creature. I love stronger than King Kong is what it says. Also, your dead uncle. So, welcome to... R.I.P., baby! Why did you just give like a mid... I gave like a surfer kind of thing. (laughs) I literally saw you give like a... Not a thumbs up or a thumbs down, but I saw a thumbs in the middle. (laughs) All right. So welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Sam. Are you mocking me? No, I just wanted a fun voice. You have have your eyebrow 
Like the most of it goes down and you have part of it that's just going up. Is it doing the evil warlock thing? It is. And then the other side is just doing that like scraggly wild thing that your eyebrows do when you get older and they start growing <laughs> crazy. Like how most old people have very wild and untamed eyebrows. Can I, can I rub them all wild and get them even crazier? Did it work? It did work. You do look insane. So this is a review podcast where we provide each other with music. I think that spots back. What? Mm. On my gum? Yeah. What the fuck? like this. Yeah, it's it's there. It's cancer. Maybe you have gum cancer. Uh, I don't want to go to the dentist. They they take money from me. It wasn't that long that you were there. I know. Wouldn't they should shouldn't they have seen that? I know. I don't know what's going on. We'll find out. I guess we will. Sam Sam's just has, got mouth cancer. He just has this like weird gray spot right above his tooth and it doesn't look like decay. It literally looks like like when someone gets a piece of lead under their skin yeah, from a that's pencil. Yeah, exactly what it looks like. It, it looks like something just might be up there, like a piece of pepper or something. They've never once told me. Now, let's get into Sam's mouth talk. I do have... Mouth talk, star- mouth talk. I, <laughs> I do have decay starting on my wisdom teeth because I've still got my wisdom teeth, and they're so crunched together that I can't get like a good brushing on there. So I do need those taken out, but they've never once said anything about... You also don't floss. Other decay. Well, it's because most of my mouth, I don't have to. <laughs> yeah, I, I can run through most of your teeth. <laughs> exactly. And I'm a large woman. <laughs> I could take like uh, a stiff piece of like fettuccine and fucking floss my teeth with that thing. Yeah, stiff fettuccine. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's shitty about it is my mom wasted so much money on braces. And I had a really nice, straight, beautiful smile for a while. And then... The minute they give me something, which was a retainer, the minute they give me something you did not that, retain it. that I can take out and like <laughs> not follow through on, guess what Sam does? Didn't you throw it away accidentally? I, I had like two, and I threw it away at Wendy's, and my mom, I think she just gave up at that point and realized it was not going to work out. And I regret it now. I regret it, and I don't, because part of it, I think, is my personality. It fits me. I'm, I'm okay with gap teeth. I'm not. It's not like I'm trying to be a pretty boy. But when I had nice straight teeth, I did enjoy having a nice straight smile. I'm sure. I personally don't love when people change the things about them that make them them. Like that Michael Strahan guy. I think I've already brought it up on a podcast episode. Uh, he fixed his gap tooth finally like in his like 40s or some shit. Yeah. Um, he there uh, Madonna, Madonna fixed the gap in her teeth. What? She doesn't have Oh, she looks fucking oh, ridiculous. Oh, she looks ridiculous, but I thought she still had the gap. No. What? Michael Strahan? That guy got his gap fixed? Yes. He did huh. re- like like recently. His is bigger than mine, right? Yeah, it's it's like a whole tooth, but it's his look. It's the thing and I I looked at this while I was shitting earlier. Uh I was looking at one of those stupid things that pop up in your Facebook feed where it's like these things like actors who change their faces and how much yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I so often think that people make bad choices. And one of the examples was Kathy Griffin. I thought she looked fine before oh, she yeah. fixed her face. She yeah. just had a big nose. Like there's nothing wrong with having a big nose. I never thought she had a big nose, but I mean, like I think I have a thing for bigger noses though. So, I mean, I don't have an, because uh, it made me think about you myself. Got little, you got a little cute button nose. I have a button nose. <laughs> I do not have a celebrity nose, which are like thin and slopey. That is not oh. my nose at all. I like a big nose. I like, I I think I also like 
I like people who have like a big chin or like a big, like something on them. Jennifer Grey ruined her face when she fixed her nose. Absolutely. Like it's, and it seems to always be the bump. Mm-hmm. Like when, you know, there's some noses that like when, go up right there. Some truly need help. Like some people do have like weird like breathing issues and shit. Yeah. Or like there's a, an enormous bump and like, it's just better for them. Like I'm not anti, like if you want to do something that makes you feel better, that works better for you, it's better. fine. Yeah. In the long run. But I personally think I like a lot of faces more. Before they get the work done. Like that cat lady looked totally fine before what? she made herself look like a cat. The cat lady. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I thought just a lady who owned cats. No. And it's usually fucking up mouths. I think mouths is a big thing because a lot of women want plump lips. And then they ruin their mouths. And then they just look like they got stung by bees. It's horrible. <laughs> okay. I've seen the Michael Strahan photo of with his teeth fixed. I don't hate it. Can I see it? <laughs> I think it looks pretty good. <laughs> no, I think he looks good. Like, but I liked the gap tooth look. I don't know. That's pretty extreme gap. I think I would get it fixed too if okay. I had the money. So I will say, he looks way more handsome with his <laughs> gap not there. <laughs> yeah, but he's he will fade into a crowd more with his teeth fixed. Where if you that's saw true. him with the gap tooth, you're like, that is Michael Strahan. I know that. Now he just looks like everyone else. And that's what all what these if, people are doing when they're fixing their faces. They just want to look more aesthetically pleasing, like people who already look like that. They're not trying, oh, yeah. usually, except for the cat lady. They're not trying to look like something that's not real. They want just a face that looks like a prettier face. But sometimes sometimes it's a hit. Sometimes it's a miss. What about... What, like What's his... Uh, fuck, he's from uh, How Did This Get Made? Paul... Sheer Paul Sheer. Can you imagine him getting his? I would hate it if he got it fixed. It would look strange. Like, I think even for people like him too, you almost got to ride on the goof. He is a comedian, so like, it's kind of part of the personality. But if you, I, that's the thing. It's your choice. You can do whatever you want to yourself. Whatever. It's not my business. That's very true. But I'm looking at you, and you're <laughs> not looking at and you. I had a personal preference. Now, I don't get to make your decision for you, but I am allowed to have my personal preference but just know about your ugly face. <laughs> that your face, although it's yours, you're not looking at it. You're looking through it. We see it way more than you Everyone do. Everyone <laughs> sees your face more, so just chill out, dude. Oh, man. You, you got a cute little imperfection. We're all imperfect. That's, that's fine. I think it's more identifiable. I now want you to find a celebrity that's got the level of gap tooth that I do because, like, I think I've got a problem with knowing. Yours isn't just in the middle, though. It's all of them? You have a white picket fence in your mouth. <laughs> Only it's more of a yellow picket fence. Hey, fuck <laughs> <off>. <laughs> You love Coca-Cola and smoking reefer. <laughs> and I love things like tea and Dr. Pepper and smoking reefer. It, it, it fights it. I keep looking at my teeth thinking, oh, I need to whiten those nice clean chompers. Let's whiten those chompers. Yeah, why not? <sighs> It's excuse me. It's not going to I had to clear my throat cuz I was so offended by the yellow teeth comment. <laughs> oh fuck you. I also have yellow teeth. Everyone listening to this has yellow teeth. All of you with your vices and your coffee drinking. Oh man, if I drank coffee it'd be way worse. So stained. Coffee is intense and I like tea. It's not quite as bad, but it, it is very staining. Tannins and highly acidic. Tea is much more acidic than people Doesn't realize. Doesn't tea have tannins? Tannins is red wine. That's oh, what gives me the shits. I just like to say tannins. That's why I have the shits today. Oh, so if I got you a big old box of tannins, you'd have a shit fest? It almost sounds like you're lazily saying tampons. 
Hey, you want me to go to the store and pick up you some tannins? I want you to get me a, uh, <laughs> is it Biff Tannin? What is his name? Biff from the, <laughs> isn't it Tannin? It might be. <laughs> it might very well be. Wow. <laughs> the tangent that got on to. <laughs> we haven't even gotten into why we're oh, here today. Oh, hell no, we have not. Oh, hell no, we haven't. Oh, hell no, we oh, have Oh, hell no, you didn't. We did not. All right, so we are here doing an album. We're listening. We're reviewing what... The windows and doors are open. Well, these windows aren't, but the doors are open. So neighbors are back to hearing our bullshit. What is f- full form? Before I get into this, didn't you say like a week or so ago that a neighbor was like, it was like two weeks ago, was like, "Hey, is everything okay in there? Is like, everything all right?" She asked it in that way that she was concerned, and I was just like, "Yeah." What, what are you talking about? Because. I mean, we may get in little tiffs like anyone does, but we are not two people who are just like screaming at each other and shit like that. We're not screaming at each other, but I am loud. And I mean, I'm loud too. And sometimes we just yell through the house. And I know I'm stern with the dog when I need her to do something. So that can be loud. But I've, I remember moving into the, uh, your dad's apartment. Uh, well, I remember invading your dad's apartment. Well, he moved just, out and we took over. <laughs> yeah, but at first I was just sleeping at his house That's or at fine. his apartment. It happens. Um, I remember you told me I was too loud because <laughs> I just had this natural. Oh, you were a loud person. I, I, would, I just have a natural tendency to be like, what? <laughs> you also didn't grow up in apartments and duplexes. No, you always grew not. up in a house where you had your own space and this could be loud. same fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, you're just a sorry, Jim. Your voice carries. Don't apologize to care. him. All right, fuck off, Jim. <laughs> That's between you two. <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs> do you want to get to what we're doing here I today? I do. I tried, but then I got distracted because I remember that the neighbor wanted was concerned <laughs> about whether or not things were okay, and we still have no idea what the fuck she was referring I to. I think we're just strange, and we don't talk. Like all the neighbors, they like visit each other and like and they talk chat. on their porches and stuff. And we don't do that. When we had COVID, we told one neighbor and everyone knew that we had COVID on yes. the block. Because they're just, it's just like an older neighborhood. When we went on vacation. Oh yeah, I forgot about this too. And cars were here, but they weren't leaving. Well, and you told that same neighbor, but didn't you tell Cleet that we were leaving? I don't remember, but I know that uh, the neighbor across the street, like. Ended up calling the cops or something? No, she talked to Helen and then Helen called your mom uh, because they wanted to make sure that we were okay because it didn't seem like anyone was going to work or leaving. Can you you imagine that happening in like a city at all? Nobody's... No, everybody stays out of each other's business. she even said it when we came back. She was like, I apologize. I just come from a country sense of mind. We just look out for each other. And it is... I mean, it's kind of nice to have people looking out for you, but I I have started parking in the back sometimes because I don't want to deal with neighbors looking at me. <laughs> like, if I if I go pick up shit food for lunch, I don't I don't want neighbors looking at me. I don't need you to me. see me holding this bag. I don't need you to stare <laughs> at me. And just some... Like, the neighbors next door, they're always out almost every evening just oh, sitting on, the on their porch. Yep. And, like, people just do that on this block. Like, people just do. sit out on their front porches and, like, I've, yeah, they chat and they visit with each other and we're just like, hey, we're gonna go inside and make the whole block oh, smell. I make a beeline straight to the fucking door. <laughs> me too. Um, I've thought about that too. I, how many times they've seen me get out with, like, 
Taco Bell bags, McDonald's bags. Every day. Skyline bags, Wendy's bags. Well, and I think what the neighbor also said when we were gone is because I have food delivered to me a lot of times during the day. And And she said that there was no food delivery. (laughs) So she realized that that was out of the ordinary because I don't like to cook. And we don't really cook. So we are always coming home with food from places that we shouldn't be eating from oh isn't it fun <laughs> it's very fun that's uh, good so we are here to listen to an album that i provided sam with this is something that a lot of people i don't know if you even know about it but this is technically uh well it's curtis blow it is his debut album he is a rapper this album was released in september of 1980 he is accredited for essentially being the top uh where the fuck is that at? I had that picture here. He was he was just essentially the first like It's like one of the known first known rappers. MCs, first known rappers. Like the first one with an actual like record deal. Now he's not like Rapper's Delight precedes him, right? It does by a year. I think the recording does, but from what I could gather, I did very little research on this, but I just wanted to know my little baseline. Yes. It feels like Curtis Blow was doing this before that before Rapper's Delight was recorded. And like maybe things were stolen from Curtis Blow to put into Rapper's well, Delight. Well, one of the songs on this album, Christmas Rappin', yeah. did come out. It was released as a single before this album, but it was also included on this album. So that came out in 1979, the same year as Rapper's Delight. There you go. And so, I know that, that people bitched about Rapper's Delight because they said that that lady just like went to rap parties where this stuff was happening, the DJs and the mm-hmm. MCs, and she just kind of like stole rhymes and gave it to the Sugar Hill Gang. And so, like, I wondered if maybe, like, Curtis Blow... I couldn't find much about it, and I didn't dig that much, but maybe Curtis Blow's like, fuck them, they stole rhymes from well, me. Well, he does sample that song on one of the songs because it was, like, a hit when he did it. So it was right around the same time, but that was also more of, like, a group vibe. So I don't think it was respected. Like, he was a single solo... Yeah rap artist and he was the first pretty much the granddaddy of the uh, granddaddy the grandpapa as they say everyone does of uh rap let's get this started please i would like to it's about to be a dance party up in here it sure is and we have a uh, belated dinner birthday or birthday dinner later for you so we need to get this moving so let's start with rap and blow part two yeah we don't even have part one no i want to know what's up with part one so I'll go ahead and say it because one of us is going to. Because he was new and fresh, there weren't a whole lot of different like variations of styles. So a lot of the album is this, but not all of it. I mean, there's definitely differences in music, somewhat, and chord progressions. But for the most part in the album, it's him going. (laughs) But I'm okay with it. Like, here's the thing about Curtis Blow that I I figured out. I fucking love it, but I can get bored of it real fast. Mm -hmm. And I can zone out real easy. But when I start listening again, I'm like, this is the shit. Like, I start dancing and I can be like, oh, yeah. And what I think it is, is I almost feel like at this time, this is when the re- I think they're releasing albums to be party albums. Yeah. Like, this is meant to be played for a whole night for people to dance to. It's not meant as, like, rap albums come out now, and it's like, 
I mean, this is art, but I mean, like, now it's, like, meant to have a message and, like... Or just telling a story or... This is literally, like, most of the time just, like, now do this and come on with me and we'll do this and won't you see? I'll just make up anything because it might be spring. It doesn't have to do with the song as long as we get along. So most of the time he's not even saying anything. He's just going like, well, this word rhymes. Let's stick it in. I still love it so much. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's so weird. I can talk like, I can be like, it's horrifying like to listen to. Not horrifying. That's, <laughs> not, that's not the right thing. <laughs> that was very it just unexpected. gets so dull real fast. It's very repetitive. So I will say... The album as a whole is not the easiest to listen to in its entirety, but this is an album where there are songs that are so good that they can't be denied. So this is more stuff that you would probably pick off of and move those songs to a playlist and not necessarily listen to the whole album or just have ones that you skip every time if you're doing it that way. Aren't there like seven minute songs too? Only one, and it's okay. the next song, and it was his big single. Like some of them, I felt like, well, you could probably, you could probably cut off a verse here. But this sound, even this dun 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 dun, dun yeah. like that's a sound that people have used since then. And one, there's actually a song that well, the first time I heard this, I was like, I know what song sampled this right from the beginning. Nice. And uh, I'm gonna play it, and it's one that I actually had you do on during a guest that melody. Oh, cool. Uh, I thought. I thought most of these songs were actual ripoffs of songs, but they're not. They're just stylistically ripping off. I also think sometimes when you when people say ripping off, things aren't always ripping off. But it's also hard because ripping it off sounds negative, and I don't think that's always. Oh, okay. I don't mean it negative. Just more like inspired by. I'm using it in that thing. Like, okay. Because ripping off, like that's why earlier I was just like, "What are you saying?" Oh, like no. it just it seems so like this person's like. No, when it's I not hear negative. ripping off, it sounds like someone <laughs> isn't able to do it, so they're just taking from someone else because no. they can't do it. No, I mean, this is what I think happened in the room. Hey, I want this Queen song, but I don't want to pay for it or do anything and be accused of stealing it. So I need you to make it this close to it because the bass line, it's fucking another one bites the dust, but it's like two notes off. So I think that's what I mean by ripping off. I think they're like, hey, I need this, but I need you to step to the side of that song. Yeah. And I still think it's good because I looked up. These are all like guys playing these songs. It's Mm -hmm. not like they took samples and just stole straight up from an artist. This is like a group actually playing. And the bass tone is fucking good. It's just got a whole party vibe. And he's the music is very low. Like you can hear the crowd almost louder than the music. I was going to say, and he enhances the party vibe by putting a party sound in it. Like with just a group of people, which I think he reuses later. I wonder if it's just like a group of his friends. (laughs) I think it is. He just got in the studio. I swear you can hear some of the same exact banter in a later song. Like he just went, hey, just. Now I'm going to play the song that I heard immediately when I heard Rap and Blow. And it's it even takes that. And maybe that's how I'm so familiar with it because I'm very familiar with this song. But I did make you do it once, like I said, for Guess That Melody. Here is Too Close sure by it. Next. I wonder if she could tell. Ah, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Where it's like, baby, when we're grinding, I get so excited. It's about uh. This is still definitely the same song, dude. Mm-hmm. Just 
slowed down. Add some, add some different percussion in there. Baby, when we're grinding, okay, I remember this. I get so excited. <laughs> I believe it went a little something like this. Baby. <laughs> 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 oh god i purpose i i know that it's an easier thing to do but i i have a lot of fun with guess that melody and the next guest that we're gonna have by the way oh he probably wants to do one right? he said that he has some so we might be able to get some knocked oh, out Oh man let's just get a handful and we'll just throw them in the episode yeah. i'm all about it and just have him sprinkled throughout on the breaks that would be fantastic i'm fine with that <laughs> all right so let's uh, go ahead to the next song which was the since uh, the other song I mentioned was released before this, but included on this album, wasn't technically a r- single for this album. This is the song that Rolling Stone has considered the best rap song of all time. <laughs> this is a song that has been, I think it said that it had been sampled or sampled slash interpolated 200 and some times. God damn. Here is The Breaks. Cause I'm Curtis Blow and I want you to know that these are the breaks. And this song is obviously how I learned about Curtis Blow because I heard it on a radio station of something because I listen to songs and sometimes if I want new stuff. So I got this. So yeah, the naming of breaks on a train, breaks on a car. This song just evolves into him being like, here's examples of breaks. Breaks on a bus, breaks on a car. Breaks to make you a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, and that bass. The bass yeah, is so it's prominent. It's very jamming. And I, I respect this even more now, now knowing that these are actually people. Play- I mean, of course it would have been people playing it, but I like that these songs were written for Curtis Blow mm-hmm. and recorded for him. And I found out that Russell Simmons has something to do with this. So he this also fucking manager back in the day, right? Uh, so this is interesting to me. Not only is Curtis Blow like the grandfather of this shit, he also did a lot of production for the Fat Boys. Okay. And he helped run DMC out quite a bit. Yeah, because Russell Simmons is runs older brother. And Run began his career being billed as the son of Curtis Blow. What? Yeah, I did not know that. My son, run. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't you know this is my son? We call him Run. And he's still doing things. Like Curtis Blow? Yeah. Yeah, I watched a live performance from like 2018. Oh, I didn't mean that, but please. And he fucking crushed the brakes. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel like I need to look into that. Maybe it's 2016. I might be getting that year wrong, but it's recent enough and you're like god damn you still got it oh i was wrong i guess rolling stone named it the number 40th greatest hip-hop song of all time that's quite a difference that's a big fucking difference um but it also it says it's the um it's the first rap single to be certified gold and it is officially the second rap single to appear on the hot 100 chart and and like released by a major label so this is definitely which is i mean obviously if a child heard this they'd be like what the fuck is this this isn't a rap but this oh is, you mean a kid today yeah okay. but but this is this is the birth of hip-hop right here the this rap is... hip-hop whatever there is a difference rap is more like streets hard thug stuff right and hip-hop is more like... Depends what rap means to you, I think. I would think hip-hop would almost be more with the influence of, like, 
rhythm and blues and funk and it's more hippie hoppy like radio friendly where rap is like yeah. dirty and I'll, I'll agree with that talking about selling rocks and <laughs> i've always put like hip-hop the, uh, like artsier people into hip-hop too like Talib Kali, is that his name? Talib. Okay. Very close, but Talib Kali. Okay. Most deaf. Yeah, guys like that I've Common. always considered hip hop. Like, mm-hmm. It seems like hip hop had more of like Nas. A, that word at least put in my head like a more of a cultured, not cultured, but like a tribe, artistic, trying yeah. to say something like like political almost, whereas like rap I automatically was a little more violent was a little more violent and just talking about what my situation is and and how I'm taking care of it and they may have been saying kind of similar things but hearing two different angles but hearing yeah hearing one person versus you know like fuck the police those are two Uh, different ways of going about this potentially the same situation in the rock and roll world it feels like one's more like hippie angled coming at it and the other one feels more militant coming Mm -hmm. at it yeah I would say so One's death metal, one's fucking funk. 60s hippie <laughs> rock. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would yawn during this whole album because it's just like repetitive. But well, this, when, when I check back in, all of a sudden my body's like, oh, yeah. Well, this is a long song, and the last track on this album is a. I don't know if it's like a radio version, but it is only like five and a half minutes, but it's just instrumental of this song and I don't know why that's on there is that it, maybe it was just for kids to also I think it's because to? it's a party album and they want you to fucking lay your own rhymes down absolutely so it was interesting but we're not going to be listening to that because this song so much of this is instrumental anyway that oh you could be laying rhymes down right now little oh. bit like this I'm on a microphone and I'm doing it in my home then you know I'm in the zone there is an orange cone out on the street feeling neat gonna go on the back and beat my meat tell you what I'm gonna do gonna go buy a rusty screw you might be a sex offender too if you're gonna jerk off outside Sam that rhyme that's fine I don't care I'm not here to impress I'm just here to be shitty like all the rest and just blend in like wallpaper and oh look here's Curtis Blow being cool I'm gonna shut my white ass up this the attitude this is like a thing that goes on throughout hip hop and rap for years where it's like this is how you get the crowd pumped like he almost didn't I don't know if he did invent this but in my mind he's like inventing all the like crowd calls I know he's stealing it from James Brown but he's making it like the hip hop way like now ladies scream and people have done that shit forever, they and they do still that. do it. So yeah, even mainstream like or gangsta ass like scary motherfuckers like, like Ice Cube Cypress back in the Hill day and shit yes. would like sample shit like this. Like when Ice Cube was at his scariest, like you know America's Most Wanted, mm-hmm. and he's like brutal. He's not doing kids movies yet. He's still on stage yeah, going now, ladies. <laughs> and I think I don't know if Curtis they were influenced by him. Children outside. I don't know if Curtis Blow invented it. It might have come from like P Funk. Yeah, but it's a different take on but it. But it's yeah, it's the more like hip hop fun like dance party version. But it's a new world. It's a it's not like it's not like I'm just gonna do the hip hop version of this. It's it's literally like innovative. It's new. People weren't doing this as much then, so it's just neat. Very neat. 
But I think Sugar Hill Gang was probably right up there with them, and they probably had the first number one, or not first number one, but the first Billboard yeah. charting song, I would assume, with Rapper's Delight. I'm on, I don't think there was a rivalry, but I'm going to invent a rivalry, and I'm on Team Curtis Blue, because I know the Sugar Hill Gang was, like, put together by someone else and stole rhymes and stuff. I and think Curtis Blow was like... They could also lean on each other. It. Curtis Blow was just one man doing yeah, it all. Yeah, right? Stuff. Posing on album covers with his fucking shirt off, looking all sexy and toned. Curtis Blow is now a minister. I guess he... They all become that. No, not all of them. Oh, you just wait till Ice Cube and Snoop Dogg start preaching. Snoop Dogg will never. Yeah, he will. He'll, like, work weed into it somehow. Of course. It'd be, he already tried the Rastafari thing, and now he's... <laughs> oh, work- Snoop Lion? Yeah, and then he's been working with an old white woman for a while, Martha Stewart. Uh, oh, you mean Kirk's love? Kirk's... I, that will Kirk's always celebrity be crush. a fantastic conversation. Where I'm like, oh, I saw this picture when she was younger. She was beautiful, and he's like, oh, I think she looks better now. <laughs> I what, love what was it. that phrase that I used to say well, back in the day? And he said, like, when we were in our 20s, if you aren't over 40, you can't do shit for me. <laughs> <laughs> I got to respect him. He's a man who knows what he wants, and he has no shame about I it. I totally agree. I think it's great. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> I, I think it's it's not weird for people to date people who aren't their age. It no, just I don't think seems it's weird. Like it, it seems predatory up until, like, early 20s. Depending on the person, too, it's, it can feel predatory. But past a certain age, I feel like it's just like you're just humans at some point. But does but what do you talk about? But wouldn't <laughs> most people say like he might have mom issues because he likes to date moms? Like not only women who are moms, but women who are the age he of might, his mother. He might uh, he might want to have somebody that he feels can take care of him. You know what I mean? Like his own sense of security that Maybe. he needs in a relationship. Maybe. And I honestly couldn't imagine him with some dumb young bitch because I've I never could, seen I him with one. Either. <laughs> I've never seen him with one, but he just doesn't seem like... He likes things aged like a fine wine. It almost seems like <laughs> if someone's going to bring the drama and the childishness to the relationship, he would rather it be him than have to deal with someone else's shit. It's got to be Kirk. <laughs> it's going to be Kirk. All right, let's listen. That's the brakes. That's the brakes. Brakes on a bus. Brakes on a car. Brakes to make you a superstar. <laughs> I'm in way out west. This is another. This is actually the exact length of the brakes. I didn't even realize that. They are both seven minutes and 43 seconds long. I was going to say, are they the same music? <laughs> kind of? <laughs> it's all in the same general area. Well, you can't expect him to have different, like, styles. He only had his style. He was... There weren't a lot of people doing it, so he couldn't pull from other people. So that's why most of the songs just sound kind of the same. I really honestly think it was just bred of he did this at parties. He was making probably sample things with mainstream music at the time. And then when it comes to make his own album, he can't use that mainstream music, but he's got all these rhymes. So he just gets some people to make some music that's close to it. And then, like, it wasn't meant to be like... A Curtis Blow album, like yeah. of like an artistic thing. I really think it was just I'm putting out a thing because I go to parties and I make you dance because every song is almost about that. So I want to make an album that you can have your own Curtis Blow at your party, and yeah, I don't have to be there. You can just put it on. I want my own Curtis Blow. It's like this Andy Daly bit. 
named Danny Mahoney where he's like the party expert. He made a recording where you just put this on yeah. at the party and I'm the life of the party. I think that's what Curtis Blow did. And I think that's what guys were doing back in the early hip-hop stuff because that's what it was. It was just they would play mainstream hits yeah. and then they would rhyme over it. They would do their own stuff. Because I know that like uh, Rapper's Delight is some other song that got stolen and they just rapped over it. Yeah. Because that's what it fucking was. And then hip-hop goes like that for a long time. And then they just straight take the samples before they start gotta start paying. And then once they start paying and people are saying no, then you see like your own compositions again, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think the most recent Curtis Blow performance that I'm able to find while st- scrolling through here on YouTube. Was I way off with the year? Uh, it was 2014, so okay. not terribly far off, but I, I, I am going to want to see this. Is he wearing a white one. shirt? Yeah, a whole white outfit. Yes, okay. that's the one I watched. Now, I only watched about 20 seconds of it, so when I say he killed it, he killed it for 20 oh, seconds. Oh, so we really don't know. <laughs> well, it'd be nice to sample. I don't I think, think so. it'd be hard to pull this off at any age, unless you're, like, dying. It's very, like, laid back. He's just going, what you do? Hey, now, how do you when you say, no, no, no. And by the way, later we're going to get a song, and he doesn't change the uh, delivery. <laughs> no, but there's something interesting about that as well. This, if we ever have a party again, we got to put a curse blow on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Just to see the room lighten up, and I'll be like, everybody dance! <laughs> well, when we did have that last little get-together, we just left the TV on. Like, didn't we turn the TV on the, like, hip-hop classics channel and just let that play? For, I think we did just, like, let that play for a while. That was your pre-jail party that we had. <laughs> we've had too many Sam pre-jail parties. We have had a, we have, We've got We've bowling. had more than one. <laughs> That's terrible. It's because people don't like losing you, and they want you to know that you're loved. It's nice. It just, it just feels funny. You even said it last time. They're like celebrate what's about to happen it's not celebrating what's happening it's more just trying to make sure that you usually it's one big blowout before sam's gonna go on probation (laughs) that's usually a part of it yeah because a lot of your friends also like to hang out in the trees hang out in the forest that's what we do that's why it should be federally legalized that way we could not be criminals based on individual or uh, individual Invisible state lines, and it would have even rhymed if I could have got it out in time. Invisible lines, out of time. My name is Curtis Blow. I say my name as much as I can, and it truly shows. Uh, uh, he says his name almost as much as uh, Fred Durst says Limp Biscuit. Almost. Let's. I like Curtis Blow's delivery more, even though Fred Durst is funny. Fred Durst is funny. Uh, it's another convention that he invented, I think, and emceeing and being a rapper is talk about yourself and how like great you are. That's a thing that goes throughout hip hop forever. Bo- boasting, yes, uh, yeah, which is something I've always complained about usually in hip hop. That like I'm not. That's like my least favorite part about it is the boasting. I agree. I feel that way as well because it is weird as someone who does not have very high self esteem <laughs> to hear someone. 
as someone from a lower being on the lower end of the spectrum to hear someone be so positive sounds it sounds uh Fake? conceited oh okay it doesn't sound healthy but True. that's also but that's just my interpretation of it because my where I stand is where, actually not healthy. Where your unhealthiness is. So yeah. I'm I'm almost seeing that more as arrogance than whatever, whether it actually is or not. Which I understand like feeling like you need to sell yourself. Uh-huh. But I don't have that built into me. They also might sometimes when people are like that, they also might be depressed as well. And it's the only way they can get through the day is talking up themselves like that. Well <laughs> and it's so when we saw the Sloppy Boys that one time, it was after having done that Sloppy Boys podcast and we went to buy merch and we talked to Mike Hanford and which was oh, amazing. Um and he said that he listened to I was like we have a shitty little podcast or whatever and he said that he listened to the Sloppy Boys podcast episode episode that we did which is fucking crazy um but then after we like left the table you're like you probably shouldn't say that we have like a shitty little <laughs> <laughs> i was just like sorry like that's just how i i i feel like i need to demean myself so i set the bar low <laughs> well you from do the that beginning you've done that with almost everyone we meet even when we just saw Pardo, he's like oh i can your name and you're like oh i'm not worth remembering and he even went yes you are <laughs> And it's just like every time you get a chance, you just want to remind people, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> I I think myself compared to you, it might be easier now that I shave my head, but you are just a much more memorable person. I think I fade into the crowd. I don't think that, that to me, that's not, I don't think of that as being like a dig. I think I'm just literally not as memorable as you are. Maybe how you intended, but it comes off as, a dig. It's always been <laughs> weird because there was, yeah, because there was that time where we were leaving and Jeff Tate had opened up for him, and I was like, I was the cunt who did something, and he was like, Whoa, he yeah, everybody Jeff was we're like, like, Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> so, but they thought that was funny. <laughs> I wonder if Jimmy remembers all of the time. I, I feel like he none of those times like match up in his brain. Like all of those are just singular moments that are that come and go. Who knows? Which is why I'm not as memorable as you are with your red hair and your beautiful gapped teeth. I was gonna say this in the thing of like how you say that like super happy people or super hyping themselves up people. Do yeah, you, just do you ever do you ever feel like this? Better at selling themselves. This is, this is how I feel about it. And I don't know if you feel this way. What are you so fucking happy about? <laughs> I am more from the perspective of I loathe when people say that you can't love others unless you love yourself. That is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. And that makes me be like, fuck you. You're wrong and stupid. <laughs> I love people hard and I hate myself. So that is not, I don't have to love myself first before loving others. The thing about that is, Michelle, you don't know the actual true love that you would feel for people until you love yourself. Do you love yourself? Do I love myself? Yes. No, no one should. I agree. <laughs> it's weird. You should be okay with yourself. I think you should get to a point where you know that you're like proud of yourself for making like the right choices. If you like come to crossroads and you could do something bad or something good, I think it's fine to acknowledge like, yeah, I made the right choice. I'm in a better place than I could have been if I did things differently. I think that's totally fine. But I think like sucking your own asshole is really weird. No, I hate everything I've ever created. I've told you that, you know, that that's true. I get sick of things I do very quickly. I can't believe this podcast still goes on <laughs> with the way I quit things anymore. 
Oh, tr- same. <laughs> same. <laughs> I've quit. I've quit performing, singing. I've quit uh, taking photos until last night, and that did not give me. The, I know there was a little bit of messages. I saw that. That is. Oh, I knew it wasn't going to give you the bug. It was just nice to see a camera in your hand again. <laughs> and I, it was kind of. It felt nice to do, but I feel like my equipment is so outdated. I am not able to even give people a good enough product that I just feel like ashamed of what I do. Even if I have a way of seeing things, I'm not able to give it the way I want to. So there's like a disconnect between what I feel and what I can give. And I, I mean, obviously I could work harder or whatever, but I just, I've never also been happy with anything I've ever done. (laughs) So it's hard to keep pushing yourself to want to do that when you just fucking don't like yourself. <laughs> uh, that, there's the... Well, I also don't hate myself. <laughs> I'm just okay with myself. It's because you weren't... Uh, not everything about you that was negative was put in front of your face, and you weren't berated for not even smiling right in pictures on your birthday. No, that did not happen. <laughs> so our brains were not made the same. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I've changed, I'd say, in the last six years to my mentality now. It's not even like... I, it wasn't inflicted in me or it wasn't pushed in me of the negativity. Now it's just like, look, if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. I, this is how it is. You could stay right here. If, if you don't like it, fuck off. The door's right there. I think that's why for <laughs> me the podcast still goes. Because even though there's almost nothing that I do that I like, I do feel confident. I'm not saying I'm funnier than anyone. I'm not comparing myself to anyone, but on the rare occasions anymore that I will actually like listen to something that we've done or like see a clip or something that I'm like putting out. I think we're funny. I think we are genuinely funny. And I, I think that it works. I think I'm funny. I think you are funny. Nope. And that's why for me, it keeps going because it's an avenue and it's a place that we can be goofy and funny and do stupid shit. And, I hate myself. <laughs> oh, how did we uh, just completely switch places? I don't know. It <laughs> was very weird. I'm just going contrary and Sam. <laughs> well, we're going to listen to one more song before we take a break. Oh, okay, this, before we take a break. This is actually the second single, which I did not realize that there were uh, singles. I, I guess I knew two of them because I have a couple songs already like saved in a playlist. So I've I've been a fan of Curtis Blow for a while, but I've never actually listened to an album. So this song I'm not familiar with, but this is Throughout Your Years. So that hi-hat. This is like a Napoleon Dynamite sound. It does have a Napoleon Dynamite sound. <laughs> now you remember this song. Oh, I knew the song as soon as the hi-hat kicked in. And, and because it sounds like... I remember when I played this around you the first time you heard it and you laughed when that part started because obviously it sounds like everything else, but he decided to put just a little more energy right in the front throughout the years. It was also because this is like the happiest sound so far and like you can almost hear like ABBA singing on it and what comes in is... Curtis Blow being Curtis Blow still and just doing yeah. the same. My name yeah. is Curtis Blow. Yeah. Hey. This is what we're going uh, to do. Bootsy Collins tone. By the, I brought that oh. up, but he's doing a Bootsy. He's Do-o. doing a Bootsy. Oh. Hey, Bootsy baby. Love Bootsy. 
I love listening to stuff and being like, oh, he liked this because it sounds like this. And that happens throughout musical history. Throughout your years? You mean the title of the song? Yes, throughout oh. the years. Oh! Pride! Pride. Pride is what we have. Oh, my <laughs> Top. Yeah, this song makes me move probably more than any other song so far. It's very grooving, and it's it's totally... I think this is the song that clicked it in when I was like, oh, it's a party album. Like, oh, I was listening to it as like an artistic mm-hmm. album. Went, oh, no, this is to make us dance. That's all this is. Mm-hmm. And this it's, is about partying and, and having fun. And it's a, a, a more confirmation that's like the shit that you still hear to this day. Everybody say ho! Ha! Now that, like I said, it's been James Brown. He's doing that for a while. But it didn't have this like... James Brown seems like he's going to break your neck. <laughs> well, I, I, that's weird because I think that his rapping style has a little more... It's still like kind of friendly, but he has a little more... Um, I don't know if aggression's the right word. Oh, really? But he's like... To the yeah, right about, like he a little uh, bit yeah. here and there. He's that, got a little of that graggle too. But just it comes in a little bit. But he's mostly happy. But it feels like there's a little bit of don't fuck with me because I'm Curtis Blow, but I'm also Curtis Blow. Oh, it, it's like when you hear about the. Be- I, I assume it's like when you used to hear about the Beatles and you'd be like, I know Lemmy one time said, Ow. like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Brian. Pick up inside. Drink your milk and go to school. Uh, oh, by the way, Curtis Blow. I'm I'm not upset, but I'm uh, I wish that my favorite Kurt. I didn't realize it was Curtis Blow, but one of my favorite rap songs of all time. We're playing basketball. We're playing basketball. My favorite move is the alley oop. <laughs> I've been singing that song for a while, but uh. God damn, what was I going to say? I don't remember. No. Damn it. Sorry, everyone. I don't remember what I was going to say. It doesn't matter anymore. Just listen to Curtis Bow and enjoy yourself. Oh, with the Beatles. Lemmy said that, like, yeah, they were singing songs like, I love you, man. She loves me, man. And then they, like, seemed like happy boys and stuff. And he was like, but if they needed to, they'd beat the shit out of me. Like, they were a gang, like. They took care of themselves out on the road, and they was like, they're from, like, Liverpool. Were they Liverpool? Liverpool. He's like, they're from Liverpool. Those boys can handle themselves. So I feel like Curtis Blow and all these guys back in the day, Temptations, all those soul guys, like, they're all like, we're happy and fun on the outer shell, but if you fuck with me, I'll kill you, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I've got a gun. <laughs> is what it feels like. <laughs> oh, na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Yeah. Na-na-na-na-na-na. Getting jiggy with it. Na-na-na-na-na-na. I love that you pointed that out. I wouldn't have gotten there. <laughs> I heard it the whole time. I almost said it in the van when we listened to oh, it, but really? I was like, just save it, Michelle. Well, at the beginning of this podcast, I almost went, these are the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> the shit gets stuck in your head. But this is a song that I'd get my booty moving. Like, I listened to it today. Your booty? When I was painting. Because uh, you listening. keep getting sucked into the TP experience. And now I need some car parts and it's... Probably gonna get that. Well, your birthday was very recently, and who asked if he could join in on our birthday dinner? It's true. And uh, ended up paying for the dinner, and he's going to try and keep you in <laughs> as much as he can. Well, hopefully they get some people coming in. But anyway, 
I was listening to it, and this is one of the songs that I, I was like putting tape on the truck, and I was just like, oh, yeah. And I don't know if this was the song, but I, and I don't know if I was caught, but all of a sudden I hear, long time no see. <laughs> I turn around. Who was it? It was Josh. Oh. The other guy who works at the body The shop. guy to replace you? The guy that works at the body shop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's hear a little bit of this current performance, and we're gonna take a break. We'll be back with Curtis Blow doing the breaks. Oh, what? this is not the one I watched. Was Curtis Blow just dancing around? Yeah, he was, but he's not break dancing. He did start as a break dancer. Well, now he's a minister, just having a blast, my man. Okay, well, I don't need to watch just people yeah, dance. No, this is not the one I watched. Oh, well, here it is. No. We'll be back. We'll be back. Hey, hey there. What's going on? Yeah, it's me. It's me, Sam. Sam from the Couple of Critics podcasts. You know, the podcast you're listening to right now. I just wanted to forego the usual formalities of trying to be creative and come up with something fun and kitschy and something you might laugh at, which I guess some could argue that we never do that in the middle of these things and you never laugh at it and maybe you don't enjoy it at all, but it doesn't matter because here on today's break, I'm here to tell you, damn, you look good. I mean, the things you chose to wear today fucking out of sight. I'm telling you. No. No, those colors don't. They match, I swear. They look good together. I promise you. When I lie to you, it's you and I'm me, Sam, from the Couple of Critics Podcast. You know, the one you're still listening to. Anyway, I just really wanted you to know how good you look today on this break of this podcast. Are you officially creeped out yet? Good, because I'm running out of stuff to say for this little mid-break. Let's go back to the episode. Lil Bow Wow and Jermaine Dupree. Oh, this fooled me. It's bullshit. I wanted the real one. What did you? Th- I don't know what you are talking about. This is the only one I know. Curtis Blow. He did that. Yes. That's what I told you earlier. I know you said that, but I didn't know that. I. Well, now we're listening to this. I want Curtis Blow after this, but I do want to hear this first. So you knew this song, but not the Curtis I know the Blow version. Bow Wow version. <laughs> yeah. I love how that just happened. I had no idea there was a Bow Wow version. All right, now give me Curtis. Because I think they were pretty, uh, what's the word? Close. Close to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know about this. My brother introduced this song to me and I thought it was fucking hysterical. And then I looked up Curtis Blow and I was like, <gasps> basketball? <laughs> I already like it way more than 
I like them both. Bow wow. I'm more familiar with the other one, but I like them both. You probably had a little Bow Wow album, didn't you? Bow Wow album. I sure fucking did. It was, it was produced by Snoop Dogg. So oh, Snoop Dogg really? was on a song or two as well. Do you think he smoked weed with a little kid? No. I think he did with Bow Wow, but I don't think he did with Lil Bow Wow. Oh. <laughs> Man, they yeah, I need something to happen. It takes a while to get into it. <laughs> okay, this is better. This is way better than Bow Wow. I like the pick and roll. Yeah, there you go. No, no barking dog. No. Yeah. Be no. friendly. You need a friendly girl. Be friendly. You got hair sticking up. You, you got chill hair out, bitch. sticking up. You got hair sticking up. So I know I've complained <laughs> about this dog. I love her very much. I don't want people to think that I don't like this dog. Oh, we're nightmare people. No, there's no way. We we hit this dog. No, we don't. We <laughs> If we, we don't hit this feed her. dog and fed her, then she wouldn't be a problem. The at only all. water she gets is that one of those little hamster things where she's got to push the ball up and be like. And I only put like a quarter of it filled with water. Fooled with water. Fooled with water. <laughs> he fooled around and fell in water. I fooled around and fell. <laughs> she in wants water. to play. <laughs> she brought the moose on over. She brought the moose. This is not a good area to play no. in. Or a good time. Hopefully she doesn't start shaking it underneath the table with a death blow. <sighs> yeah, she does shake it like a salt shaker and like a uh, pit bull. She shakes it exactly like Outcast told me to. Like a Paula Rye picture. <laughs> hey, y'all. Uh. All right, so hello. Like I just said, we are here doing this Curtis Blow self-titled debut episode from the... Debut episode? I do that all the time, album. I also have a fried brain because we worked at this wedding last night and I was like, I'll take a white wine. Oh no, this is bad. I'll take a red wine. Oh, this is going to give me the shits, but at least it's not sweet and wine shouldn't be sweet as far as I'm concerned. So I guess I'll have a second red wine. Oh, let's walk over to the beer garden. Oh, Zach, you're offering me a Miller Lite. Disgusting, but it's a beverage. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, we get back and watch another episode of Dahmer. Well, I guess I'll pour myself a glass of uh, bourbon because that's all I have. <laughs> <sighs> I have a little bit of a... Uh, I got, a, a, a mental hangover. I'm not sick, but I am fuzzy-brained today because I did the thing that everyone says to not do, which is mix alcohol. <laughs> and I didn't have a lot of any of it, but I had enough... And having just almost one of everything is really not the best way to do it. It was funny to see you uh, do the thing that I used to do all the time where it's like, well, I've been drinking and I don't think this beer tastes good, but it's the only beer that's here. So lay it on me, brother. I'm not going inside <laughs> to wait to get an, a drink for the next 20 minutes. So you're offering me a beer that you got because you got a gift certificate and you didn't even pay for it. Yeah. I'll fucking drink this and not feel bad about it. Even though I don't feel good about it. <laughs> All right. Kind of the way. Like I feel about myself. <laughs> and it's not, it's I just, 
It was a, it wasn't a bad night. I just don't love. And that's the thing. I hate to say this, but I get a, I do get a little, I, the sentiment does get to me during a wedding. Like I don't get choked up and cry, but it is a nice, but it's sweet, a nice moment sweet moment yeah, yeah. to celebrate love. But I, I loathe formalities so fucking much. That is why I say I hate weddings, not because I hate people you know just having a good time and being like we love each other let's do this there's nothing wrong with that i'm not against it but i just yeah formal events can fucking suck it i agree actually if they fucking sucked it maybe i'd like it more i agree we're playing pickleball we're playing pickleball i'm sorry it's just been going over and over and over in my head for a second, I almost thought it was going to be Pinhead Ball. I'm playing Pinhead Ball. <laughs> That's the worst that I've a, ever done. That <laughs> was a nice shift. I don't I don't think your voice was ready for it. It was not. <laughs> I don't think that was... A... What's going to happen when this new Pinhead comes out and I can't do that voice? Not that I'm doing the, the other one very well. Not that that's me. I don't know, Sam. I have nothing, but I do have this song, which is the third and final single from this album, and it, Lay it on me. it's a one. It's a one. It's a me, Mario. But it's a song that uh, we know and love. I'm assuming because I'm putting my opinions into you. Here is. Sorry, I have to make sure it's turned up because I do this too often. Here's hard times. More of that bass, that beautiful, beautiful bass sound. Yo, Kurt, man, you got some bank. Yo, I can't remember what song I thought this sounded like, but it's uh, really got it like that. Fuck. What we got here is hard time. It was another example of this right next to another song that was popular. But this fucking rules. That bass line. Oh, God, you like hard times as well. Oh, hard times kicks ass. Plus, I like the beginning little thing there. I talked over it, but when he's like, oh, man, we're all. It's called hard times. <laughs> he's like talking like a normal person, but then just Curtis blows it right there at the end. <laughs> Yeah. I think this song is a little less like all the other songs, too. Oh, this is James this Brown. This does to the not max. follow the party structure as much as the other songs. This is more no. just like a funky, groovy song. And this is more talking. It's almost like a message song. Like, he's almost like talking about something real instead of just like, it's a party and I'm the best. Well, I guess he's been involved in like activism and. Uh, just being very outspoken against racism and racist things that happen over time. So he's, he's like an involved person and he's a minister. So he tries to make, he's taking this positive energy and clearly using it in a way that is good for him. His baseline kicks ass. Hard times. Hard times. I think he also did talking about earlier how he is he may or may not be creating or having a hand in the birth of certain things, which a lot of it is also the uh, like saying something and then like the audience or like the party say it back to you and i don't call and response yeah i couldn't think of what it was called but that doesn't happen a lot in music that isn't like this i feel like it happens more in party music that version does the metal version is let me hear you scream well i think everyone does that because they want noise the country version 
uh, everybody yodel with me now. <laughs> We're both gr- if really I, good ever, at it. If I ever make it on stage in a capacity where I can tell people to do things, you've been there. I know. I said if I ever do it again. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't think I heard I'm gonna it again. Try but... it. I'm gonna be like, be like, everybody scream! Woo! Everybody yodel! I'll just see what happens. I need to write that down. I think it would work. I want all weird, goofy stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. I want to take conventions and flip them on their heads. <laughs> Which, that's the convention, too. So you got to flip it back over and put them on their feet. <laughs> There's sections on those that just are funny. Like the beginning with him with oh, times and this years. Oh man, I don't know if we heard it yet, so I can't bring it up. Can you story? Story. <laughs> uh, I don't. Wasn't that in the breaks? Maybe I just missed it because the way he says he's like story. Yeah, it has a very interesting delivery. It's Bootsy just doing the Bootsy voice the whole time. Bootsy usually at least like started singing a little bit. This is just I'm gonna take the Bootsy voice and do it the whole time. Hard time. This is so James Brown there, which I read that like yeah, it is very he James loved James Brown and like get funky. He like learned to take. James Brown beats and loop them over again like when James Brown songs had those kick-ass like drum breaks where it would just be the drums playing James Brown had a lot of long songs too yeah. and they would just take like just the drum beat and that's what they would rap over and there's countless like I think there's a really famous drum beat out there that's definitely from a James Brown song that's just like one section of it and it wasn't even the main beat but it was just like a fill section but it ended up being like a fucking killer beat in its own which would never happen in death metal because all death metal fills are like, but like an old soul and an old funk fill could have just been like, yeah, death metal fills are not the same because you got Anselmo, you've got Collins, um, <laughs> Bozeman, uh, say Bozeman, Phil Bozeman, Phil Bozeman, he's a go. person. There you go. Uh, uh, Phil, F- Phil Lenot from Phil Call. <laughs> Kid, we went to high school. <laughs> He's metal as hell. Oh, Phil Call was metal as fuck. All Mormons are. <laughs> All Mormons deeply into Aquabats are. Oh, we did Aquabats <laughs> once on this. Yes, we did. We did the pinch and pinch roll. roll. Pinch and roll, pinch and roll. When it's itchy, do the pinch and roll. So one thing I mentioned earlier is that the whole thing with the Run DMC and uh, Run being the son of Curtis Blow and him helping produce some songs for them, they also covered Hard Times. I've not listened to this, but I do want to sample this. Well, it's definitely Run DMC so far with oh, that yeah. kick drop. This whole sound is very Run Run DMC. With Jam Master J on the turntables. Poor Jam Master J. Is he like murdered in his studio? Mm-hmm. And it's a whole thing. And the cops won't investigate it just like other situations, even though huh. there's... It, I've watched documentaries on it. It's kind of a wild situation. Oh, this is the most run DMC thing I've ever heard in my life. Fuck yes, dude. 
I love this. Oh, that's such a classic run DMC trick where they just alternate a word. They definitely made it their own song. Yeah, it doesn't sound like the Hot times. Curtis Blow version. No. So when you see us come to the crap. Love it. Yeah, this this stuff's good. It's, oh, it's party music, man. It's delectable. It's it, tasty. It's dance music still. It's time to move along to a song that will not make you dance. It's the only song on this album that has no dance vibe to it at all. Here is the song, All I Want in This World, parenthetically, is to find that girl. Brace yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Brace yourself. He kind of does the same sort of thing, but in a very different way. He's toning so down. just like naming things. He Here we toned go. downs the... And if you thought that he was really good at switching things up in his songs, the same thing, baby. The whole song is this. But what were you going to say? I'm sorry. I was going to say that he's doing the same, like, the way the rhythm Mm -hmm. talk is the same, but he doesn't, he's not doing the, just in between one. I'll tell you who owes this guy money for ripping him off for, in a bad way, the bad way of ripping him off. Okay. I'm talking infringement. Like a band-aid. Crispin Glover. <laughs> it just reminds me of weird Crispin Glover. A cute one. A Did he do one. something like that? I don't remember exactly. I blocked most of that music out. Especially yeah, I don't the remember any clown. of it. I've not listened to it since. Of course not. <laughs> it was a joke. Uh, it was pretty much a It's just like the album. fucking Feldman album we did. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this song is... Uh, it's shit. It's, it's not funny. It's not fun. It's not entertaining. It's not interesting. And it's a guy being like, a cute one, a small one. Like, it doesn't, it's It's weird. It's just rough. It's out of place. It's not good. I understand wanting to maybe bring it down for a little bit because it's been the same sort of energy most of the time. Hey, Curtis, you need a ballad. Oh, okay. I'll make a ballad. I'll do that later today. (laughs) A cute one, a sly one, a big one, a small one. I mean... I think we're going to be able to figure out what the worst song of each person is later pretty easily. Easily. But I listen to this maybe twice, and every other time I listen to this album, it's a big fucking skip. I understand. I do, do not need to hear it anymore. I feel we're that- only listening to it now so everyone else can feel the misery. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting that it's on here, and it's just like, can you believe it? This is what made it on this Curtis Blow album that's been like this party album the whole time. Can you believe we're halfway through the song right now? I'm glad we are. Um, no, I meant that there's still everything we've heard getting ready to happen again. <laughs> at least twice. <laughs> With a little musical break here so he can do his... Uh... <laughs> yeah, we need this. Please. Every man is a girl, and you're the girl for me. 
is. <laughs> Sorry. We went on a date. I thought it was great. Then I went home to masturbate because you wouldn't let me go with you and we could not go and screw. Oh, screw is such a nice way of saying it. <laughs> Who had a song? Just go and screw. Isn't that like a... I feel like that's a... Um, is it like a Jimmy Buffett song or some shit? I don't know. I think you're thinking of the Beatles. Why don't we just do it in the road? No, <laughs> I'm very familiar with the difference between the Beatles and Jimmy Buffett. Ooh, not much. Not and let's, much. It, uh, one thing I was going to say earlier, but I didn't when Lemmy was talking about how the, they would kick your ass. Yeah. And we've talked about it because we've talked about the Beatles before, but we also have like Helter Skelter and shit where the Beatles did a lot of things that were also heavy at the time so I mean the birth of a lot of that shit for a lot of people a lot of people love the Beatles because they did all of it they did everything <laughs> Paul would seem to be the one who really just kind of went off and screamed a lot of the times he's got the good I would say it's a fry scream like I think he's technically doing a fry scream what's a fry scream is it the guy from Futurama Bingo. Thank you. That's a bingo. That's a bingo. A fry scream is a technique of screaming where you go. Uh, that's, I can't do it. The sound that you go. Yeah, that. But then you end up putting air into it from your diaphragm and you can actually make it sound bigger. Oh, not, not that way. Oh, I, I thought it, I was aerating it. Oh, she wants to play so bad. <laughs> Get away from me. That song's over, everyone. Thankfully. And what is really exciting is the next song, which I remember you not being very thrilled about when you heard it the first time. But I think what's interesting about it is specifically that it is one of the first hip-hop and rock and roll crossover attempts. Here we are with Curtis Blow and Taking Care of Business. Which pumps up the feelings that were just going on, baby. This is way better than what we just heard. Oh, 100%. It makes... It almost makes it easier to digest because I don't care about the... Don't just hit our head on the table. <laughs> I don't care about this song in general. This is no, not a song that I am not even, a big Bachman Turner Overdrive fan. I right? literally have no opinion on the song Taking Care of Business. And I usually have an opinion about pretty much everything. But not always. I just don't really... I mean, this is just a song that exists. It's not bad. It's just always been around. It's not great. You don't ever hear people Cite. talk about It's just a song. It's just a rock song that exists, and it's fine. Whatever. It's like taking care of business. Like, that's just kind of how it's I feel. Like, it's almost like, like, hey, we need another song for this album. Well, I don't have anything. Just do a cover of taking care of business. Look at me. I'm self-employed. Or I almost wondered if he's like, it's his way of saying like, Look, if I can make a career out of things, anybody can make a career out of things. Get your ass out there and do it. Which is kind of like what the original song was doing in a laid back way. But for some reason, when Curtis Blow does it, and like earlier in the album, he's been like, work hard and you'll get success. It almost feels like it's his confirmation of like, I'm working hard at what I want to work hard at. You know, they say like, I think he's just a big BTO fan. (laughs) And maybe a big BTK fan as well. Maybe very well was BTK, and the guy who admitted to it just got threatened by Curtis Blow, and he just did it. People have falsely confessed, I don't know, a billion times. There's no way the guy that confessed to BTK did, though. That guy is fucking nuts. 
Um, and I love that he was like a church going nice guy in quotations. Oh, you mean Curtis Blow the minister? Absolutely. Curtis Blow is the minister to BTK. Which, as I said last night, stands for best tuna kitties. Tuna kitties. It's not beat, torture, kill, or bind, torture, kill. It's best tuna kitties. When I say kitties, there's a lot of Mm -hmm. at the beginning of a K. It's not a good sounding word. Oh, I'm trying to get my mouth as dry as possible. Kitties. Kitties. Ooh, yours was nice. Kitties. 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 Maybe it's the benefit of having teeth that are closer together. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Who was Bachman Turner Overdrive before they were Bachman Turner Overdrive? Weren't they like... I don't know. Dire Straits? Uh, no. I think that was the other way around time-wise. They did that one song. We uh, performed it in a... I'm looking at Bachman poorly. You're on it? I was starting to as well. You ain't seen nothing yet? Baby! No, they were a band before they were called Bachman Turner Overdrive and started making songs like that that made like 60s music that was like, uh, we've done. Look at these fatzos and one has a hard hat. I didn't know Bachman Turner Overdrive was just a bunch of middle-aged fat guys. Yeah, because they were hippies in the 60s and made this song that you really like. And then became Bachman Turner Overdrive later and became middle-aged fat dudes. But I don't remember. We'll get there, though. I'm going to get there. Don't you worry. Who became... Bachman Turner Overdrive. After leaving the Guess Who, boom. I love the Guess Who. Yeah, that's part of that. I don't know if it was only one guy, but that's who went on to form Bachman Turner Overdrive. Guess who, dude? Mmm. Is Bachman Turner Overdrive Mormon? Bachman adopted Mormonism. And, uh, yeah. So one of them became Mormon and Bachman Turner Overdrive. Taking care of Mormons. It's all mine. Totally, Curtis blowing it up there. Yeah, he made it all his. Oh man, do you think he said that? Like when he like did something really cool, he was like, "I, Curtis blowing it up, bitch." I don't think he did that because he's a minister. He is a minister. I'm talking there. I don't know how long he's. He's not a minister when he's posing with his shirt off on the cover. Ministers have bodies too, Sam. Not ones they want to show off for fucking. Uh, maybe he... I think I can see a belt. I think his pants are up pretty high. I think he just wants you to see that he's strong and serious. Strong for the Lord. The Lord gave us these bodies, Sam. We were born nude. We're gonna die nude. I was, I was born with a full set of coveralls on. Little farmer Sam? Yeah, they had to cut it off of me. It was like grafted into my skin. Grafted into my skin. Pain. Pleasure. <laughs> so fucking weird. Everything that just happened was very odd. <laughs> my right eye is so goddamn itchy. You scratch it a lot when we're in this room. You always uh, rub your eyes when we're podcasting. What's wrong with your eyes? <laughs> What's wrong with your eyes? For people who don't know, Michelle's been saying that for a long time, and I never realized it was supposed to be Arnold it's, Schwarzenegger. It's Terminator 2, <laughs> and it's when Edward Furlong is in the back crying, and he's like, what's wrong with your eyes? I 
always thought it was supposed to be some Jamaican guy just going, what's wrong with Jives? What's this movie? It's better than a kick in the face with a golf shoe. Well, of course I know what movie that is. Travis, do you know what movie that is? Beth, you know what movie that is. It's a movie with the worst person on earth. <clears throat> Patrick Renna is not a bad person. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping I could not think God of another person's name it. from that movie. Uh, that Carla lady who was also in that movie. Who's Carla, the main little girl? Yeah. And son- We're talking about son-in-law. There is a lot of attitude behind that. I'm trying to add joy to everyone's life by giving them Curtis Blow, and you are being a grump. I'm a grumpy. Because you're like, there's something in my eye. So I'm right-eyed son of a I'm bitch. I'm going to be mean, and I'm going <laughs> to If I'm the- irritated, everyone else has got to be irritated. Well, we have one more song, and this is the song that was added to this album that was technically released a year before as a single. And this song also inspired a lot of people, and people, you know, made uh, they sampled it and things like that. Here's Christmas rapping. Yeah! Before Christmas. I just I now realized that. Now wait, hold it. That's played out. Hit it. Same thing as uh, uh that same thing from Rap and Blow. Dun, 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 dun. It's the same. It's the whole same thing. It's all the thing. Yeah. That whole it's the exact same song, but just a different thing over it. Because I actually had uh, too close under this because I was like, oh, yeah, because this is the song that I read that it was actually uh, sampled from. And then when I heard the other song, I was like, no, wait, it has to be this one. (laughs) But no, it's the same fucking song. And I didn't realize that until now. (laughs) I didn't realize until you said it. Christmas rapping. Excuse me. Went frog voice on it. Christmas rapping is a play on the word like rapping gifts. Christmas rapping. But it's spelled rapping. Yeah, but it's a play on it. Christmas rapping. I'm proud of you for figuring that out a week later. Good job. I've never said the name out loud. I didn't even know if I knew it was called Christmas Rapping. Not my fault, baby. You're right. It's not your fault. But you don't even know the song titles to all of the songs on the album, so that's kind of canon, I suppose. No, Kent came up to me last night and asked me if I could play a down song, and he named the song, and I was like... I don't know names of songs and I had to like pull it up on or he pulled it up on his phone and I was like oh yeah I know that song <laughs> did you play it? I ended up figuring it out but I don't fucking know the names of songs I know some there's a song like war called Bile Driver I know that they said that they since I escaped with the uh, the people who got married to take some pictures elsewhere quickly uh they liked what you were doing. They thought it was perfect. Oh, good. Because I said that you even brought like a speaker and stuff, but you realized that you didn't need it. And they were like, yeah, it's it's perfect. I'm glad that I did a good job. You did. You made children happy. I stopped four minutes short, which I'm still very upset about. Everyone I was, was talking. No, I was, was booked till nine and I stopped it. 8.56. You were also told you could take as many breaks as you wanted to, and you barely took any breaks. Yeah, I took as many breaks as I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, and you broke four minutes early, and that's fine. I'll never let it down. In fact, I better call him up today and give him $4 back. <laughs> I just lost my lid to my water bottle. I just lost my lid to my water bottle, but my water's almost gone. So I don't need to put the floor germs on the top. Ugh. 
Wow. <laughs> you got to think of the last word at the beginning of no, the sentence. No, 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 no. You just go in blindly and then you fail. <laughs> and you hit a wall. fail. Well, that water bottle's almost empty. Now, why don't you listen to me? Go on down to the park and find a land shark. I'm talking about the type of beer. Or maybe I'll be queer. Meet a guy in the park and suck his dick. Suck his dick. Suck. <laughs> yeah, that's the other things that I heard that are... Th- so this is why it's the same thing, because I was like, he uses the same... Like party noises in a later song. Not even realizing, oh, it's because he uses the same song. It's the same backing track, like you said at the beginning. I wonder if the neighbors like listening to us live record the podcast. I bet they don't. They think something's wrong with us. I wonder if the neighbors can go fuck themselves. Well, they're all pretty old, so I assume that fucking isn't a lot of what they do. Fucking. Ooh, fucking. Like, I bet the guy who fixes bicycles probably fucks quite a bit. Andy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Andy, the guy Andy. with the bike who fucks. Andy. 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 Didn't we recently yeah, just one size to fits that? all. Zappa, yeah, baby. baby. It keeps coming back around. It does. Like the brakes. We are I finished. I keep rubbing my eye like I'm a baby. I'm so sweepy. And you are you my baby eyes. It's <laughs> a baby. Okay, so we are finished with the album itself. We are to the part of the podcast where it's time to talk about it just a little bit more. So it's time to go over some of those things that we call questions. (laughs) I guess that it is time to do some questions right now. I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh my God, there's a cow. It's time to ask some questions and get a few responses. And pretty soon, I'm going to get a colonic. Why did I choose this? Well, no one knows. I chose this because I wanted to do something uh, interesting. It's interesting to me that they're, I mean, he's one of the fucking godfathers of rap and hip hop. Why not? Why fucking not? I love the breaks. I love hard times. This isn't like an album you knew. This is a whole new exploration. Correct. And I feel like that's going to be happening more and more when not actually, you know, I don't listen to every album that exists. But um, this podcast is going to keep going. It's so. almost happening to me more and more because of default. <laughs> sort of going to listen to like death metal again. <laughs> and it's what you like. It's who you are. I know, but but it's not, also not, it's not interesting. But it's not the only thing you like. So it's not good to just sit in one thing for too long. And I just found death because of reaching out to find something new. And God damn it. I think we all heard me weep on that podcast. According to multiple people. They liked they liked it. They liked the music. I saw yeah. my dad, Chris, Kirk even listened to it. He didn't listen to the episode, but No, but he checked, he checked the album out. out. And that's I mean, that's enough, right? Hey, I think it's cool that we got somebody to check an album out regardless of if he listened to the podcast or not. Yeah. Like, that's always been a neat thing of like and Chris has told it. us, other people have told us, Hey, I've actually got into that album because of you guys. Chris is now listening to one King Diamond album because of me. Chris seems to listen to a lot of things. 
uh, because of you. Because, <laughs> but he seems to be really open to he music is. and different kinds anyway. That he's a jolly that I wish I could be. He's an accepting that I wish I could be. Uh, well, I think a lot of people get tired of listening to the same things. Like you still want to listen to the same things that you like, but we all reach a point where it's like I need something new and different. And, and as you're getting older and you're just changing, your personality's changing, your tastes are changing. Sometimes. Now I'm and not we all just like to, to hear stuff that I'm not getting into we didn't John know we would like. Um, That's not fucking happening. You lit up my senses. <laughs> Shut up. You, de- <laughs> you didn't deserve to die the way that you did, Johnny Den, but uh, I don't care about what you've done in your you life. Up my senses, girl, because I want to find a squirrel. My name is John Denver. I'm gonna go to Denver. He probably found a squirrel when he on that mountain that he Boof. fucking crashed into. Boof. Boof. La bouche. La bouche. Another not another dream at all. I don't think that's actually them. Anyway. <laughs> um <clears throat> I'll figure Labouche. I played Labouche the other day and you were like, why is this happening? It's like sweet dreams of rhythm and dancing. <laughs> also, be my lover. I wanna be my lover. Ah yeah. Wanna be my lover. Ah yeah. Wanna be my lover. Thank you for indulging me. I appreciate that. Um, what do I think when I gave it to you? Whatever. I don't think you knew what to expect. I don't know if you... I didn't. I didn't know what to expect. And if I just said Curtis Blow and didn't say the breaks, I don't think you had any idea what the fuck it was. So do you have any judgment prior to listening to it? I knew the name Curtis Blow, and uh, you're right. I wouldn't have known any song until you said the breaks. Once you said the breaks, I was like, ooh, exciting. But I did have a feeling it was going to be the same thing over and over and over again. Lucky you. You were right. But I've always liked... This style of hip hop and like, it's always fun to just be like, well, go to school and drink your milk and go find some fine silks. It's just fun to do that. It's almost like an improv (laughs) exercise to just try and put -hmm. some rhymes in there. And I've always like, you know, I'm always talking about, oh, I can do this album as a project. I've always said I wanted to do like some 80s rap album where it's all this kind of sound. I'm just being like. Well, playing Nintendo, how does it go? I like to be Mario. (laughs) See, this is why uh, I didn't take care of myself last night. I did bad things to my body, and that's why my brain's not working very well. And uh, I'm kind of jealous that my... I don't think I have the greatest improv skills anyway, but uh, I probably would be a little bit better if I didn't give myself diarrhea. I gotta be honest. I felt like I crushed it with that Mario line. I think you did pretty well throughout the episode, to be quite honest. Do you know how many times you listened to this album? At least five times! Wow! Uh, Five times fully. Five times! Uh, Five times! (laughs) (laughs) But I only listened to I want a sweet one. I only listened to that twice. Once with you in the car where I looked over at you and was like, what the fuck? And then the second time, just to really listen to it to see if there's any redeeming sections. There was not. I quickly realized... We always say, like, songs get easier. Albums get easier. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there are songs that you just know. 
Mm-hmm. It's just not going to get there. And that's one of them. I don't need to waste my time anymore. I just know it's not going to be there. I badly wanted to skip, but I will say I never skipped that song. But five times fully. Five times. I, five times. <laughs> but <laughs> I uh, I must have started this album maybe like nine times and got like maybe four songs in. Cause I, wild. Because I would get like hard times in at least to, to get to that section and then I'd stop it. Or it was like working well with like drives from somewhere to somewhere. Oh, just like a few songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I would just start it over again because I want to hear him go, these are the breaks at the <laughs> beginning of the thing where he's just like, who are you again? What's your name? Well, let me tell you what my name is. Oh. My pants are currently filled with jizz. I don't think name is in jizz rhymes. Is jizz? Not the way yes. you just said it. You gotta say what my name is. Then I found a bottle of James Jizz. I don't appreciate. All right, I'm putting rules where I shouldn't be putting rules. I don't like being critiqued by you. I don't respect (laughs) you. Nothing you say matters to me. This is a couple of critiques. All right. (laughs) All right. I have. Ooh, I think the dog farted. When doesn't she? I have come close a handful of times to bringing the Corpuside album on here. But I don't want to hear the opinion. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> really? <From me>? Yeah. <laughs> and uh-huh. I don't want to listen to it because I hear all the production flaws and how much better it could have I been. I think it would be interesting to do Corpuside, but it would be really hard to put any. I mean, if I made an album when I, you know, years ago, it would be hard to. I, I wouldn't want to do it either. But for me, from this perspective, I think it would be fun. Remember, I hate everything I've ever made. I know. And these are all the breaks. I, I kind of made a baby once and I hated it so much I got rid of it. Oh, <laughs> it turned into. It was once like an emotional reveal. And now it's. A just sweet like... one, a mean one, a hard one. All right, let's go on. Let's move on here. All right, I listened uh, four times, I think. I feel like it may have been a little more, but I don't know. I think it was only four solid times. I didn't kind of get, I didn't get as many as I wanted to. Yeah, those are the breaks. That's fine. I was fine with it. So your least favorite song is Simple. Yeah, do we even need to go through the... (laughs) Let's just, let's just both clearly default because it's... It's clearly the worst song. All I want in the world is to find that girl. And who's the person that's this is their favorite song on the Curtis Blow album? I'll tell you who. The person that we did the wedding for last night. <laughs> I say zero people. She seems like a... The hey, b- b- Clem, likes... could you not be by all the power source stuff? No, Thank you. she wants to walk through all the cables and all the stuff because she wants to get our attention because we are ignoring her when because we do the podcast. She needs a run. She sure does. So Sam's most favorite song, even though I think The Breaks is so good, I, uh, I'm i going to say Hard Times is your favorite song. Michelle, goddamn bingo. You said it perfectly. Goddamn bingo. The Breaks is like right up there, but Hard Times, this fucking drum beat. Well, I'm going to do the same thing I did last time, and we're just going to one-off this gonna, whole thing. We're going to default to the hard time? Yeah, because it's also my favorite song, so... The bass line is so fucking good. Hard times! It's, I think it's the smoothest song on the whole, whole album. I agree. It's the, like, while it's still got the Curtis Blow goofiness, it doesn't seem as goofy. And yeah, these parts are... 
killer. It's and it's so fun. And it gets stuck in your head to go, hot time! Hot time! I've been stopping myself from doing that because I'm like, I'm just clearly going to show her which is my favorite song. Well, we, I think we were doing it with one that, like, Clem when we were messing with her earlier. We were like, hot times. <laughs> it just, it gets stuck in your head. Wow. And, it's a two for two on that one. We both, I was not going to guess that, by the way. Really? Would you I was going to guess the, the breaks for you. I... A lot of, not always, but a lot of times I'm guessing for you kind of what I guess for me because I'm not really sure. And I f I'm trying to feel out during the conversation kind of where you stand. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna... well, in albums like this, you and I are going to be pretty simpatico. Maybe on an album like Pantera or like Slayer or something, you're going to have a lot harder time being like. Long time. <laughs> Can't stop. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm just gonna stop. Let's move on. <laughs> I I will never stop. I love it. Anytime we say hard time, we gotta say it like hard that time. now. <laughs> Please, if any one of us ever say hard times, the other hard one time. has to try to remember to repeat it. Because in a normal conversation, that would oh, be it's, hilarious it's to us now. and no one else. We need to do it tonight during your dinner with the family, so they're all confused. <laughs> Man, you know, the world out here, everybody's just been going through some hard times. Hard times. <laughs> we would both just start laughing like a bunch of weird And then my brother starts laughing because he might get it. <laughs> oh, I, maybe, maybe not. Hard um, times. How old would I, was I when I first started listening to this uh, this week? 36. Yes. Uh, how did I originally feel about it? Honestly, the first time I listened to it, I thought it was more tiresome than it ended up being. Uh, it, it, it is an album that got better over time, like a lot of albums, but I, I don't necessarily think differently about it, but I think that I can handle it more the more that I've heard it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I'm kind of in the same world with you. Okay. Like the first time or maybe first two times I heard it, I was like, these songs feel like they are forever. Mm -hmm. Forever. Forever. But then by, you know, the last couple times, it's just been like, oh, they're going by like normal songs. Couple times. <laughs> couple times. They've been going by pretty just... easy. They've been going by pretty easy by the end of it. It was not a hard time hard to times. listen to it. <laughs> I feel like any time that times is said, the times and the word before it are just going to... It's just going to... What's the time? What's the time? <laughs> uh. I'm gonna. I will forget by tomorrow. Hey, can you pass me some oregano, some basil, and maybe some thyme? Sometime. <laughs> okay, this is dumb. Uh, would I recommend this album today? This is a tough one for me because most yeah. people aren't gonna be into this. I, I yeah, like you know how it's very obvious that a lot of times when we put posts up, your uh, think people are more attracted to the stuff that you listen to than the stuff that I listen to, like the, the actual listening crowd. Yeah, it's hard times. So hard times. It's hard <laughs> um, so I don't feel like I necessarily have anyone to recommend this to. And this is such a style. This is hard to recommend at this moment. Kirk likes rap. Kirk wouldn't like this. I don't think. I think he would appreciate it, but he wouldn't like. He wouldn't listen to the whole him. thing and jam it. I think if I sent him like a song, he'd just be like, okay. So yeah, I just, I don't, I, I, so I guess. You know what he would do? He'd be like, oh, they use this sample in this song, this song, this song, and this song. Probably. He's kind of like a rap encyclopedia. And he's a music nerd too. Absolutely. One of the very few people I know who still goes to like. 
He go, went to Goodwill. Stores and searches out CDs mm-hmm. and stuff. And he sent me, because he got like the ultimate dance party 1997. And he sent me a video. He was like, I thought you'd appreciate this. And I was like, I remember this song. And he's like, you're probably the only person. <laughs> so it's it's nice to have those music moments with people. Yeah, it's music a good moments time. Are, it's a good time. All right. So would you ever listen to this, Sam, again? Uh, by myself, no. I might jam hard times every once in a while. Hard times? I, I would love it to be on like some playlists of things like when we're in the car. But as an album on the whole, no. But like like I said, if we're having a party or shindig, some shindig. A shindig? A shindig sometime. We're, we're laying down some Curtis Blow, for sure. Because I want you to know. I'm Curtis Blow. I just burped. That's the slurp. Gonna go get a purple nerp. I can just give it to you right now. Don't do that. Don't twist my nipple. It might give me a shirt ripple. I'm hating this. The more, <laughs> the more that it goes on, it's just hard to deal with. So rating this zero out of ten all over the rock and roll cats. What is your rating? Seven over the rock and roll cats. I think seven is a good safe place. I think it's important. And I'm saying this for myself as well. I think it's clearly important. I think that it inspired many people. I think it has some really solid things on it, but it is not. It's it's a classic in the sense that it, it it's very important, but it's not classic in the sense that it is a solid album all the way through. Agreed. That this is. I'm also adding that it's not something that like I'm going to crave after this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I listened to it a lot this week, but I just thought because it was like, I need a, I need to force myself to stop listening to so much King Diamond and Merciful Fate. I'm just going to keep putting this album on. Yeah. Ugh. Otherwise, it's all I'm listening to. That and podcasts. You know, one thing I'm surprised in the episode that you watched with me of that Dahmer, that he was hanging out with a certain person and you never once sang a King Diamond song. Oh, damn it. He was hanging out with... That's because I was fucking so distracted by uh, macabre lyrics. I just kept being like, here's a part from my macabre song to grandmother's house we go. You also say that you think that Evan Peters isn't quite, he kind of pulls you out of it. He pulls me out of it. I think he's doing a little bit of a Napoleon Dynamite impression which, the whole time. Which I mentioned and you were like, that's right. And I feel like I shouldn't have mentioned it because now I you, see now. I'm sorry. No, and I've never been like great on Evan Peters anyway. I mean, he's just okay to me. I think he's fantastic. And I have, I have done so much Dahmer research and read so much about Dahmer that it's just like, I don't know what can do it for me. Well, you also, like you said earlier, you've literally built up this image in your head. Of, yeah, that's not it. <laughs> and it's not. Yeah. But I, I think he's portraying it fantastically. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to like not watch it if you put it on, but you also can watch it without me. <laughs> Which I'm sure you picked up anyway. I watched the first four episodes. Exactly. So uh, I'm really excited about the next one. With contract sentence info. (laughs) Dog guts, dog guts. Jeffrey likes to play with dog guts, dog guts. I made some organ version and I recorded it and I think it's kind of lost to time. Or it's on some hard drive somewhere. (laughs) 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 Oh. I must say, I did not do that on purpose. 
And I didn't know I was doing it until it was coming out of my mouth. <laughs> we were all enjoying that at the same time. It, it caught me off guard. All right. So describe this album in one word and we're finished with questions. One word? That could be two. Okay. Hot times! <laughs> and I'm going to just have to agree because... I mean... I don't know. Because I kind of want to be like, Curtis Blow, because he says it so much. that also that phrase works for me. But yeah, hard times. Or you can go, Bonke! Mm. <laughs> okay. Hard yeah. times! Hard times. Okay, so we are finished with the album. We are finished with the song. Sam, what is next? What is next? Yes, is, we have a, a guest. Yes, we have it. I know. I just I didn't know if you wanted to take over because he's primarily your friend. Yeah, I'll take over. We're having a guest come back. We haven't had guests in quite a while. We're Not dipping our frequently. toe back in here. Uh, we went really hard on guests last year. We did, or whenever the fuck that was. So and and lives have been changing. My career change, even though I'm still fucking painting cars. Uh, just seems like it's just too much of a hassle to get people in here. We had cameras added and all this shit. There's blah, just blah, a blah. lot going on in but, general right now, also but outside. But we're getting back into it, and the first one to come in is a special one. He's driving in from quite a ways away. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he's back again. He's back again. again. Taylor Swift's biggest fan. Ugh. Limp Biscuits biggest fan. Ugh. Travis motherfucking Harpster is coming back to this town we're not doing a meetup this time no he's coming to the studio and he's giving us the album hot by the squirrel, squirrel nut, nut zippers. zippers that's what i've known you are so goddamn well. four years i know that's why they asked me if everything's all right <laughs> well i mean i guess you yelling and spelling out damnation is kind of well, I think everyone around us is religious as well. <laughs> and conservative. Yes. And we are not those things. We are not. I worship the devil. No, I don't I believe don't, in the I devil. I don't believe in the devil. You'd have to believe in it to worship it. But it's fun to scare people with pentagrams. Yep. <laughs> We're done. We are finished. Thank Travis you, Travis will be here. Travis will be here. We're going to be recording with him tomorrow, but you will hear it next week. Yes. <laughs> Things are going to get a little convoluted, but you don't need to know about it. It's going to, yeah, we have an interesting schedule. <laughs> yes, we us. do. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Things are coming. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Yes, it's the. Tell it, your mom once again to get listening. I noticed she hasn't been. Tell your mom, tell your pa. This is a hard time. If more people don't listen, this podcast is going to have some hard times. Hard times. Uh, uh, get we are notorious for not growing an audience <laughs> I also don't try to build the audience In any way, shape, or form No 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 Alright, we out Bye We got things to do We'll be back Bye-bye I want to eat dinner I want to play a bongo Ooh, naked Naked